This is Daily Energy with Doug Pinter of Anytime Fitness Peoria. We can all take a step toward healthier living, one day at a time, one step at a time, to get you to a healthier place. And we're right here with you. Daily Energy. Good morning, everybody. This is Doug Pinter with Anytime Fitness North Peoria uh, on Daily Energy with my buddy Ken Allison this morning. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm excellent. So today, April 1st, uh, we wanted to bring in my buddy Ken. He is my tax guy and uh, talk a little bit about some of the do's and don'ts that we may be trying on our own and uh, maybe why it's so important to have a trusted professional in the field overlook uh, what you're submitting into the IRS. I don't know about the rest of you, but whenever I get something in the mail from the IRS, I break (laughs) out in a cold sweat and start freaking out. I don't know what to do. So I call my buddy Ken and he always gets me taken care of. So Uh, Before we get on to that, with April 1st, we have a lot of people uh, coming into the health club uh, when we're thinking about health and wellness. A lot of people for the New Year's resolutioners out there wanted to start losing some weight or get to a healthier place. And this past month, we've seen a huge spike in business. Uh, We attribute that to the people that were a little... um, lacking some motivation to get started right away in January. Then February came and went. March is uh, on on the way out. It's gone. So we have people, you know, freaking out about summer vacations coming up, things of that nature. So if you're still sitting on that couch, still wondering how you get your health in order and your, your heart a little bit healthier, I would encourage you to just get up Go for a walk. The weather's starting to turn. It's beautiful out. Some of the trees are starting to bud. So get out, start uh, getting that blood flowing, number one. And then two, uh, go in and see one of your trusted professionals at a health club to uh, help them guide you along in your journey. So with that being said, I want to switch gears and uh, visit with my buddy Ken here. I know uh, Angela is awfully nervous about you being on the radio when Ken and I were she at is. the... Uh, She's very, well, very nervous. What was that? The heart ball? She was strongly yeah. discouraging us from getting <laughs> together on the on the air, right? Uh, Ange knows that uh, I have a tendency to speak a little bit more uh, with my heart, and uh, more often than not, things come out that maybe are not for public consumption on a general basis, but uh, uh, it's all in, usually in good humor, and I just try to make life uh, as light as possible and... So was that, things. was that your disclaimer right there? Yeah, absolutely. So Mike's that gives me free reign to say whatever I want. Mike's over on the switch as he <laughs> is uh, stretching his forefinger, getting ready to beep out a lot of things here today. But, you know, Ken, we met, what, uh, about a year and a half or two yeah, ago, about correct? Right. Yeah, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Um, you know, Doug, I'll tell you what, I come from, I have a pretty wide background from a, not only a professional standpoint, but also a civilian standpoint. Um, I started out my career in 1999, uh, January 2000. I was a graduate of Western Illinois University. I got my bachelor's degree in accounting. Um, and quite honestly, if um, you know, if I had to uh, look back and uh, show my uh, high school guidance counselor my degree certificate, she would probably have a coronary just from the aspect that I wasn't exactly your stellar student. Uh, but I always made up with it, made up for it with moxie and, and good attitude. So. Um, but how I got to Western really honestly was the fact that, you know, I, I started out, um, right out of high school looking for, like, Hey, I got to find a way to, to have a life. And I joined the military really as a, um, just a mechanism to be able to afford a, a way to go to college. Uh, I came from a very mo- you know, modest background and, 
Um, I knew that I'm, if I want to be able to provide for myself as well as any future family, I, I would need that uh, I got to have a degree. And really early on in my education, I, I took a class. I had a, just a doll of a lady that uh, gave me my first accounting class. And her, her commentary was really straightforward. And she said, you know, if you always want to have a job, uh, go into accounting. And uh, that resonated with me very, very well. And um, I felt that uh, from a mathematics standpoint, the, um, it, was, it was pretty easy. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I, I received similar uh, feedback. I was told if I want a job, do not go into accounting. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> well, if you, yeah, if you want a fun job, don't go into accounting. Absolutely. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, I mean what do you guys do for a party at the accounting class you over know, at Western? You know, I've seen that, you know, I've seen guys, you know, get together. They count pencils, you know, they create little math problems suggesting, say, hey, we talk about debits and credits and, you know, look at our checking account, see if we can balance that first and then, uh, and then go from there. I'm just, I'm just joking with you, man. This is why I love you so much. Uh, we're going to get way off topic here today. That's okay. People. I plan to. So uh, you went, you got your college degree. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, in the military. I know you just got back from a stint overseas. I, I did. I just uh, just got back from Afghanistan on the 18th of December. After That would be my uh, third tour over there. And sad to say that the environment has really not changed much uh, since my last tour in 2004. Uh, my last role, I was a... Um, uh, embedded with a Polish military force. They're a new NATO member. And essentially what they do is they bring in a group of uh, Americans to be able to help them navigate the bureaucracies of the U.S. military, NATO, et cetera, be able to help them. And really what it comes down to is what they refer to as a lift and sustain mission where uh, we bring them over from their home country and um, we feed them, we supply them, we give them fuel, bullets, you name it, housing. Man, so. oh man, I know I missed you when you were gone, buddy. I was thinking about you a lot, and I'm glad you're home, and I'm glad you're safe, and I'm sure you miss your brothers and sisters overseas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about health and wellness overseas. What yeah. what did that look like for you with your training and your yeah, sure. workout regimen? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think, um, you know, if you – before I went over, I know that, you know, you're over there for a period of time, and, and – as tough as those deployments are, they certainly provide an opportunity to provide uh, ample focus for you if you want to improve on your health and well-being, your education. Um, there's enough time, downtime, uh, outside of you know performing the mission that you have uh, room to be able to improve however you want to improve. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's a lot like being in prison. Um, being in, Not that I know what being in prison is like, so I shouldn't say that. I need to start what doing I envision, What I envision prison to be like is just like that. You know, you've got walls, you've got razor wire, you've got armed guards, you can't go anywhere, um, but you've got excellent gym facilities and great food. So you have uh, the gyms open 24-7. Um, they generally have a state-of-the-art facility, at least in the major compounds. That's where I was at at Bagram. And, uh, you know, there's a whole host of cardio room, kickboxing room, uh, all the free weights that you could ever dream of, and um, as well as I think on Bagram alone, I think there were 17 gym complexes that you could you could go. Um, and also there's, you know, it's an eight mile loop to run around Bagram. So we spent a lot of time running around Bagram and, um, you know, they have on a, almost on a weekly basis, various five K's, 10 K's. I finished three half marathons over there. Um, it's a little different running there than it is here in Illinois where it's, you know, 5,000 feet elevation, which is basically like living in Denver and, um, versus, you know, 700 feet elevation here in Illinois. I did not know that. Oh, it's uh, it's brutal. Your first uh, your first couple of weeks, you're you're gasping a lot just because the air is so thin, 
and crisp and dusty and dirty. And um, God only knows what kind of contaminants you're bringing to your body when you're running. So um, one of the most powerful speakers I've ever heard was at our national conference this past year. It was a gentleman from Black Hawk Down. Mm. Um, he actually spoke twice. He came back second day right. because it was uh, so popular. Was it Colonel Knight? It was uh, uh, Kenny. Oh, son of oh, a yeah, gun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he gave us the, the depiction or painted the picture of yeah. what that was like with Black sure. Hawk Down. And yeah. uh, he was talking to us about, you know, the weakest link in the group that's yeah. as fast as you can move. Mm -hmm. And it was a uh, gunman. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it was a 50 cal that he was uh, in charge of. And he actually saved the the rest of the soldiers. There mm -hmm. were about 13, 14 of them huddled up. Mm -hmm. And uh, this young gentleman... Uh, shined and saved the day mm -hmm. for the group to get him out of there. And, you know, he was talking about the weight of the uh, clothing, mm -hmm. of the body armor that you guys yeah, are wearing. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's got to be taxing on a person to you know, lug that around all day. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, in, in my prior military life, I had a much more of a, an active role and from a kinetic standpoint in missions and um, what I would refer to as a former action guy or uh, somebody that, you know, that's you know, a gunfighter, if you will. And, you know, and I, I hate saying that because I, I would hate to, you know, mislead somebody to think that I was this guy that was a superstar from a military standpoint. But, um, I can tell you that, you know, walking around at, at elevation, um, one of the, uh, I don't have any, you know, specific training when it comes to mountain climbing, but I can tell you about an incident in 2004 real quick. And I know we're going to probably have a little time to talk about taxes, which is always exciting, but, um, we had a, had to do a nighttime op, and it was me and uh, three other guys, and we were going to go and uh, patrol uh, on top of a mountain that was behind our fire base. And uh, uh, when you basically the fire base was just sitting in a in a in a bowl or a valley, if you will, and there's uh, about a ten thousand foot mountain behind us, and uh, we had been taking rocket fire from um, position just just to the west of that of that location, and uh, we wanted to be able to get up on top of the the mountain to be able to get eyes on to see if we could see anything happening. And, um, you know, at the time I was carrying, you know, obviously you got all your weapon systems, you know, your M4 and M9, uh, associated magazines with, you know, rounds of ammunition, grenades, smoke, grenades, etc. Not to mention I was carrying, uh, radios with batteries to support for three or four days, not to mention food, water, um, uh, vests, you know, you're, you're talking all kinds of various accoutrements. Um, and so, you know, in total, you're probably lugging anywhere from 80 to 85 pounds. Uh, I'm not a little guy by any stretch. I mean, you're I'm easily 200 if I'm lying, probably more like 220. And I'm only quasi lying at that point. But at the time, I was much more fit. And, um, you know, I remember being on top of a, uh, basically in a, in, a, in a V or in a corner, if you will. Imagine trying to climb a wall where you're sitting in a corner and you have really only one way to go up. Uh, you can't see because it's uh, pitch black. One thing that's very, very unique about Afghanistan, those remote remote areas, is that we as Americans here in normal day-to-day -day life, we get so used to ambient light, you know, whether it's street lights or uh, cars or the stars, there's just a lot of ambient light that's always out, even at nighttime. So even when it's nighttime, it's not that dark. But over there, when it's dark, it's dark because there's no electricity. There's no uh running street lights there's nothing like that you have the moon and the stars and um, if the moon's not out you just have the stars so you're literally looking into a, a black hole abyss and um, 
not having any real serious training when it comes to mountain climbing. Uh, I remember being in a position where I was standing with my face essentially in a corner and I had to reach up with both hands and essentially grab like almost like the top of the doorway to hoist myself up. Now the three guys ahead of me were just uh, not, not maybe more 10, 10 feet away from me and I could barely just make out their silhouette. And uh, I just remember thinking, you know, almost chuckling to myself that, you know, this is, this is, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and I remember pulling myself up and I remember getting to the top of that mountain and just being utterly exhausted and drenched in sweat. And then being at 10,000 feet there where there's, it's even cooler there than it is, you know, down at uh, base camp at five. And yeah. so, um, yeah, you really get the wind taken out of you quick. Well, you're extremely humble. Um, I thank you and everybody else that serves our country. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, uh, Let's let's talk fun stuff here, yeah. Ken. Let's yeah, talk. Absolutely. Let's talk about some taxes. All oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I switched over to you yeah. um, probably four or five months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you got back, yeah, and absolutely, the process has been extremely seamless. So, yeah. what about accounting excites you? Right. I know, like when we're talking, you get all excited about <laughs> uh, line <laughs> items, expenses, credits, debits, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, I love it that yeah. you're that passionate about it, and yeah. it really helps business owners, even individuals mm-hmm. just doing simple tax returns. Yeah, but sure. we were having a little conversation before we came on air mm-hmm. about how the simplest of mistakes can cost yeah, someone absolutely. down the road. So can you enlighten the, the audience here a yeah, little bit absolutely. about that? Um, first, let me kind of touch on your first question about what, what makes me excited about doing tax work. Um, I don't know if it's my mind or if it's my head or... Um, if it's the fact that, um, I don't normally work on puzzles, you know, on a daily basis, I don't think puzzles are all that exciting. They don't, you know, pull my socks up if you will, but doing a tax return is not quite unlike a puzzle. You you know, you get various pieces, you've got to put them all together. And, uh, at the end of the day, when I have a finished product, whether it's an 1120, 1065, 1040, uh, 990, what have you, they all give this feeling of, Hey, I have accomplished something. This looks good. This looks right. Um, this is correct according to the standards set before us. Um, and there's a certain amount of pride that I take when it comes to, um, uh, putting, putting a document like that together. And I realize also the service that it provides to the, to my clients that they, um, you know, the way that I treat my client relationship is, is a little different than what I've experienced over the last 16 years from, a working for various firms, et cetera, is just, you know, you really have to make sure you're immersed in, in, who, in who they are. Um, this way they can, you can develop predictive patterns and see where they need help at and, and really open that dialogue so this way they're not afraid to give you a call. Um, okay, so what was the other question? I digressed. You know, yeah, I was still thinking about the 1099, the 4870, the 1602. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think what, you know, one thing that I can say, you know, from a, uh, professional standpoint that I've seen with, with folks, you know, don't, a lot of clients that come to me, you know, have this humility and, and humbleness. They think, well, I, I probably don't need to see a CPA. I don't need to see somebody that's, um, has this breadth of experience. And, and quite honestly, I, I have the same conversation with everyone is that, you know, yeah, anybody can put together a tax return. Um, you know, one shot out, one shot out, you know, once a year you can sit down and spend three, four hours with your significant other and, and knock it out. You know, the two questions I always pose to people are, one, do you really want to spend that time? 
And two, do you like the anxiety that it brings? Because 90% of people, when they start to sit down and do their own 1040, they just get stressed out. I'm getting nervous just talking about That's it. That's because I'm an intimidating force that, to well, be reckoned yeah. with. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you were just over in the corner scaling yeah, the wall absolutely. over there. And, I mean. and also, I've just been doing tax work nonstop. So it makes yeah. me volatile at best. You know, uh, you said it best, uh, in my opinion. Gives me a peace of mind. Yeah, my anxiety sure. level, like I said, when I get a letter in the mail from yeah, the sure. IRS, I'm like, "Son of a gun! Yeah. What is it now?" And right. there's the language in it. I don't mm. understand it. Yeah, and sure. here's what I do: I I give you the sheet of paper, yeah. and you go, "Pinner, I got it." Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you're talking about dealing with uh, personal taxes, I see. Mm. You know, my dad is an offender of it. Mm-hmm. He'll go out and he buys that online tax deal. Yeah, I think sure. it's like 200, yeah. 250 bucks or something. Yeah, sure. And then he has to sit down, mm-hmm. go through everything. You know, if that were my wife and I, we're going to end up getting in probably about an argument every 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, Doug, absolutely. why'd you spend that money? You're an mm-hmm. idiot on mm-hmm. that. And then I question her purchases over uh, Amazon, et cetera. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I don't, I have no worries when it comes to the IRS and the taxes because right. I know you got my back. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, and you know, I think one thing that I like to do in uh, the relationship that I've developed with my clients over the last, you know, cause there's really, there's a couple different mechanisms, you know, you, there's ads on TV every single day from big box retailers that are saying, Hey, you can do your taxes online. You can do it this way. And you absolutely can. And um, the challenge becomes as well, what does that mean? What exactly are they asking me? Um, you know, because what happens also is that there's a lot of dialogue that happens between people. Um, you know, I heard, oh, by the way, that I can get a, a credit because I put in new windows. Well, maybe possibly, you know, there's some things that have to be investigated. There has to be some more background def- definition behind those things before uh, it just becomes, yes, that's the way it is. Um, and a lot of taxpayers will just make that assumption and, uh, they could easily make, uh, make an error on their return just based on something they had heard from someone else. Um, and I, what I try to do is I try to clean that up. So this way they you know, help them understand really what things mean. And uh, I don't want my clients to leave me from, from, me, from the aspect of me giving them education. Um, but I want them to understand what exactly what is I'm doing for them and the value I provide. Yeah, you know, when we sat down and started going through the expenses with the fine tooth comb yeah. with the business, yeah. um, I mean, you had a lot of good questions mm-hmm. and you're able to save me in some areas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and give me some insight on why right. we need to do certain things. So how, how does a person, you know, April 1st right now, yeah. what do we got? Two weeks to get taxes done, right? Jesus, give me a break. <laughs> I know, right? So, I mean, are you getting any sleep right now? No, and- absolutely not. I mean, I generally work until, uh, I mean, I'll work until easily two o'clock in the morning every night just to uh, get the, um, the, the wave of work down to a manageable level. Yeah. Because here's what ends up happening also is that I know that someone that I wasn't sure if I was going to get them back this year, which, you know, from a matter of speaking, I think my retention rate from the client base is around 95, 96% um, year over year. So there's always somebody that's going to surprise me on April 10th or April 11th. And usually they're going to be a a dragon that you got to tackle and say, oh my goodness, I got to take care of this. This is this is a hot mess. And so, you know, one, one piece of advice that I can give to clients is, you know, every year you get scads of an email or envelopes that say, uh, tax important on the outside of the envelope, 
just save it and put it into a manila folder. If you don't know what it is, just save it um, at a bare minimum. So this way then whoever you take it to can open it up. Um, and then this way, then there's not this, uh, why well, I think I got that. Oh, I forgot about this. Um, and that, cause that happens nonstop. But I always try to, you know, as I get into the last two weeks, you know, this year, this year, the filing deadline is the 18th of April versus the 15th of April. So we've got a couple extra days, but you know, I like to be able to take this next two weeks, really grind out as much work as possible, limit the amount of extensions that I provide for folks, just because I think it's unnecessary unless there's certain mitigating circumstances that require it. Um, but I think, you know, really what it comes down to is I want to be able to have a space of time where if somebody comes to me in a hurry, in an emergency, hey, I got to get this done, um, that I have the opportunity to be able to take care of it for them. So I know business taxes were due back in March, yep. uh, April 15th taxes here. Mm -hmm. If you are sitting around and you're wondering, okay, man, I got to get my health in order. I got to get my taxes done. Here's what I would recommend. Get a hold of my buddy here, Ken. How do they get a hold of you, Ken? All they got to do really honestly, I really have two modes of communication. Uh, my direct line, 309-361-5822. Or via email at kallison at allisoncpas.com. Either one, usually my response time is virtually immediate because that's just one thing I like to pride myself on. Um, but those are the two easiest ways to, to get a hold of me. That's another thing I love, man, is if I got a question, I just pick my phone up, I call mm -hmm. you, and mm -hmm. you answer. Mm -hmm. And if not, I leave you a quick message as mm -hmm. fast as I can talk anyways. I am a slow talker. Yep. And then you always get right back to me. Sometimes you even text me at 530 in the morning, which, usually, I mean, uh, I'm I'm up. Probably not. No, uh, that's, that's when I'm working. That's when you're working. That's when my brain's working. Uh, so you also have a Facebook page. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. And uh, it's something that I've I've had for since I've, well, over the last four years since I've been practiced by myself. But uh, um, I haven't really paid that much attention to it over the last, since I've been home. I'm like, hey, um, you know, a family member said, hey, maybe you should do something on your Facebook page. And I'm like, hey, maybe that's a good idea. Um, and then within, uh, within a week I had, I think, uh, you know, over 220 likes or something like that, if that matters. Um, so that's also another mechanism. And really what I would ask people to do is just, uh, seek me out on my personal page and there should be some sort of connection between myself and my, my business page. So I Googled you. Sweet. It's amazing what came up. Jesus, I can't imagine. <laughs> so you talk about putting uh, puzzles together. I struggle with a 10 piece kids puzzle i had no doubt and well thank you very little and uh you're putting together all these tax forms what do you like to do to decompress what, what where's your go-to where's your zen uh really what i like to do there's really the main thing that really helps me flush out all the nonsenses I, I i love to run uh i'm not a i'm not a great runner i'm not an efficient runner um but i can hold my own and um I'm not fast. I don't pride myself. I will never tell you that I will beat you in a race um, unless it's maybe a race to the cookie shack or, the, you know, to cupcakes. Then that might be um, arguable. But um, I, ju I just enjoy going out there and pounding the pavement. I think it, it, it cleans the mind. It cleans the soul. Um, it provides a, a level of relaxation. And also, you know, it's good for your health. And um, I'm battling a bit of a plantar fasciitis issue. But uh, once I get through tax season, then we'll we'll get grinding again and, Maybe do some races in the summer. So when you go for a run, you're you're yeah. doing it to get your sanity back, clear yeah. your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are some of the other benefits that you see from just going? And how long do you run? Are you like a, 
I mean, are we talking where you run to the mailbox and back, or <laughs> are you like uh, a couple miles? Uh, right now, the only running I'm doing is really the office max to get printer toner and paper. But uh, man, this is uh, exciting. I know it's tough. I know it's then sometimes rubber bands, which uh, Angie's cat seems to like seems to want to take off with them. Came home last night to a house full of rubber bands everywhere. I'm like, Jesus, what? Where did this come from? I digress. Back to office, yeah, Max. So, so anyway, yeah, so I got to run down there. But, uh, you know, when I go out and run, typically what I do is I just set my time. I, I just pick out, I see how much time I have. And I try to make sure that I have, uh, I allocate the amount of time that I really want. Um, I generally don't run for less than 30 minutes. Um, I like to get anywhere from 40 to 40 or 55 minutes, typically, just because I think it really, for me and my running style, is that, you know, it takes uh, usually about the first 20 minutes is the worst. Or maybe the first 15 minutes is the worst. Um, and then after that, it's like, you just kind of get into this glide. Um, you don't feel like you're exerting as much. Um, you're sweating like a banshee, but, um, uh, I just get into a rhythm and it helps me kind of zone out and listen to my music. You know, I've, uh, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. I always Ooh, have been. All right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just love it. And, and that's, that's my primary playlist for, for 35 minutes. Is, I know where we're, Foo Fighters. I know where we're going this summer. We're going to Lollapalooza. Go really? Up in Chicago. Yeah, I just saw really? tickets, 175 bucks. Yeah. Is that all? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, absolutely. If it's the Foo Fighters, heck yeah. Yeah, it is Foo Fighters. What kind of nonsense bands are they going to have there? Ah, uh, who cares? You got the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I've seen, have you seen them in concert? No, I have not. I've seen them about eight times. They're unbelievable. Are you kidding me? Really? Well, this is before I had kids and a wife, well, yeah, and absolutely. I was just traveling all yeah, the time. Absolutely. So living the bachelor life. Yeah. Well, Man. I haven't really been to any good quality concerts. I was talking to a, uh, a friend of mine, a, uh, one of my oldest longtime buddies um, that I've known in the military forever, um, really since my first duty assignment. And we were in Germany together in the 1991-92 area and time frame. And, you know, in that short 18, 19-month span, I think we went to, I don't know, 17, 18 some odd concerts seeing all the greatest hair bands in the world, whether you're talking about, you know, Alice Cooper and then Alice in Chains and all these guys that are either dead or, you know, no longer in a band. Yeah. Um, and we just talked this morning about how uh, uh, Lemmy Kilmeister and, uh, had passed away because he was unaware of that. And actually, I had just seen Eric uh, on my way back through Kuwait because um, another great thing about him is that, you know, I've known him since I was 18. We both wore the uniform together for the last 25, 26 years. And I've seen him more on deployments than I've seen him, you know, in, here in the continental States. United States. We've tried more more frequently in recent years. But, um, you know, I saw him on my first deployment in 2003. Uh, I'd been in country for maybe, I don't know, five minutes it seemed like. And then comes this guy coming into the tent. And I'm like, holy cats, that's my man. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I did come over. And I'm like, well, it's... I have to join the party. So and, now, uh, Ken, yeah. I, I really want to share uh, a great story oh, sweet. With, with our audience here. Yeah. Let's talk about your truck. And that thing is the, a bad mamma jamma. It is you a bad mamma jamma. Now that, uh, yeah. is it the right color now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see well, this one coming, buddy. No, I'd forgotten about it. I've it's not terribly a it. super funny story, but I'll tell you this. This is the deal. Um, I had... Uh, about a, I don't know, maybe two year and a half ago or so, um, on a whim during a tax season, um, I decided that I wanted to buy a new car, mainly because I wanted to give my oldest daughter my other car because her car was, you know, your typical clunker that a 19-year-old kid should have. And I'm like, well, 
I'll tell you what, I will get a new car and you can have the Nissan. And she's, uh, she was pretty pumped about that. Cause she really liked the car. She's beat it up since then. So I, I kind of regret that decision in retrospect, but, um, so I decided to go on my, Hey, I'm gonna go buy a truck. I had my mindset on buying an F-150. Uh, it was black. It was used. It was it was a beautiful beast of a mobile, and uh, I got there, and you know I'm looking at this, and the salesman he did his he did his magic on me, you know sprinkled a little bit of fairy dust on me and made me you know capitulate to his will, and said uh, hey why don't you look at this truck over here? And I'm like well that looks like it's brand new, and he's like yeah it's a, one of our newest uh, Ford Explorers it's uh, it's pretty nice you might want to give it a shot, and so. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And I'm like, it's black. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's black. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, well, you know, same price. So I, I, I bought it. And, of course, I bought it during tax season. So I was really kind of oblivious to what was going on in my surroundings anyway. So um, about four weeks later, you know, when the weather's starting to be really nice, I'm getting gas. And uh, I start to notice, I'm like, you know, I look at the truck and I'm like, you know, that this, this isn't black. Not at all. It's like a really, really dark, ugly green, green black. And I'm like, you know what, this is, and so I spent the next 12 months being angry about this stupid Ford Explorer I bought. It was a great car. I mean, it was all right. But I mean, I mean, come on, man. If it's going to be black, it was, be black. It was Otherwise, be color. green. Yeah, it was yeah. just the wrong color. I love how it took you four weeks to figure that out. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I mean, that's that's you burn the I'm midnight oil. I'm here. not proud of that. I Well, thanks I'm for sharing that. I'm glad we brought that up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till our next show. I got more hidden gems. I've been speaking with Angela to, get a little dirt on you phenomenal that's good so you're going to wish we had that truck story to share <laughs> so ken uh i appreciate your time i know you're extremely busy Absolutely. again if uh you're one of the listeners out there that have yet to get your taxes filed get you're those in order mm-hmm. get a hold of my buddy ken he will get you squared away uh he's very thorough he's uh and he's just down to earth as you can hear so i strongly recommend uh ken allison uh get a hold of him And, uh, you know, if you're sitting there and you're still thinking about your health and how to get started, here's a gentleman working until 2 a.m. And then I know you're back up at 530 because that's when my phone bangs. (laughs) Uh, And he's still finding time to get out and exercise. So if you're making excuses, just knock it off. Get off your butt. Get up. Go for a walk. Get some fresh air. Enjoy the nice weather that we're going to have. Ken, I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Ken's going to be a regular on our show about every other month. He'll be on giving us some tax tips and some more exciting accounting news yeah. that's being launched because it's ever-changing. So, Ken, I uh, appreciate your time. Thank Absolutely. you for your service to the country. Thanks, and As well as your friendship, buddy. I Absolutely. truly value it. Uh, this is Doug Pinter with Anytime Fitness North Peoria and Daily Energy saying have a great weekend. Thank you. PeoriaLife.com.